Welcome to the season two finale of High School Time Machine. We've had a great time catching up with more of our former students and continue to be inspired by the great messages and ideas they have to share. We'd like to sincerely thank all of our former guests as well as everyone who has tuned into the show. Enjoy the upcoming holiday season and please keep an eye out for new content sometime in February of 2023. Today's time traveler is Muz Ahmed. Enjoy the show. Muzz, we're so pumped that you made time for us this morning, and I know this is pretty early for you out on the West Coast in that San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, we are excited to have an opportunity to just learn a little bit about the amazing things you've been doing since high school. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited, and, and no, thank you uh, to you guys. Ha- happy to be here. Awesome. Well, we usually just kind of kick things off by talking a little bit about what you're doing right now, what's the role that you have out in San Francisco, and, and maybe something really cool about that project that you just released recently with, with your team. Yeah, so I moved out to the Bay Area in uh, February of this past year, and I, uh, I currently work for Meta. Um, I've been working for them since uh, 2020. So it's been a while. And I started off working remotely in uh, Ohio. And then once things kind of cleared up, finally made the move out here. And it's been really good so far. Uh, the, the, big, the big thing recently is kind of uh, what you were asking about is uh, we, we had a pretty exciting milestone where we just launched uh, our new VR headset. So it's called the Quest Pro. And it's our kind of like most high-end VR product to date uh, can do a lot of cool things with it in terms of making yourself feel more connected with other people. So I think that's one of the things we're pretty excited about with like VR is that ability to be in different locations, but then feel a sense of co-presence with other people because you've got this whole immersive environment, you know, which, which truly kind of breaks down those distances. So it's, it's, it's been really neat, you know, being part of a company that, you know, works at such a huge scale. Cause of course, like meta Facebook, whatever you want to call it at, at this point, um, has over a billion users and VR space is something where we're really trying to like bring as many users into. So it's it's been it's been cool and learning a lot. Is this what you thought you were going to be getting into when you were in high school? That's a great question because I I think part of me feels like yes, there is definitely like a, a part of me that thought with the tech sector at large that was uh, something I always had an interest in. I I think I always was really fascinated by technology and kind of its like ability to affect and impact so many people at a large scale, right? So like, you know, if if you can work on projects that are like scalable, you can really like not just help like one person, you know, two people, you can really in fact uh, impact entire communities. So I always thought that was interesting and, and just always really liked reading about you know, technology, things like that. So it was always something in the back of my mind. But the reason I'm like, oh, I don't know for sure is that I, I think uh, I also had like a big interest in like the medical field. And I, I always like to joke, uh, you know, there's like a bit of like a, a cultural thing there too, where like, you know, a lot of folks, like I know my parents were like, oh yeah, you, you, you know, we the medical field is great. You should you should totally look into it. Uh, I think it it was just kind of important as as my journey kind of progressed through school and things like that. I you kind of realize like it's really important to find things that like you really get excited about. And I think while I like had maybe a small like minimal level of interest in other areas such as like healthcare and things like that, it was not really. Um, 
close to the, the level of interest and, and the best word to describe it is excitement that I had for just being around like cutting edge technology and, and working on like scalable projects like that. And so eventually that excitement kind of took over and there's this like inflection point where it's like, okay, am I going to continue to do things that I can just like get by every day without much enthusiasm? Or am I going to do things that are going to like kind of make me motivated? And so in high school, I didn't have enough life experiences at that point, I think, to really like have that inflection point. But um, and so that's why in high school, I may have not thought I would be in this area, but ultimately um, found my way into tech. So did you start college as a pre-med major? Were you in the healthcare field when you first started? Yeah. So pre-med is kind of interesting because it's like, you can be on that track with any major as, as long as you're taking the um, prerequisite courses that, that you might need for med school. So I, I was pre-med, but then in addition to that, I was like, okay, I'm going to try and, and major in information systems because um, I, I wasn't sure that I wanted to do like a full-on CS degree or computer science degree, but I, I wanted some exposure to it to kind of like get see, get a feel for it. And then I had some friends who were in Fisher and thought, okay, information systems is through there um, at Ohio State. So let's give that a try. And only the first year kind of juggled both. Um, but then ultimately, uh, once I just kind of found out how much more interested and excited I was in, in kind of the business and, and computer science courses, I, I shifted gears completely um, by sophomore year. That's great. And then was there like a particular class or, or a particular experience at Ohio State that really made you think this is this is what I got to be doing? I really, really liked my intro to computer programming course. I, I think just kind of like working on the, the projects um, and kind of realizing like the way like coding works and like building applications works and, and kind of like understanding the logic. And it's almost like you, you have to think about things really logically. And there's like, it's almost like some people say, if you enjoy math, sometimes you, you tend to enjoy programming because things move in such a like standardized process. Like the, the computer's never not going to do something you don't tell it to do. And you have to figure out like, am I instructing it, you know, to do things in, in the right way. So I just found that super interesting. And, and all those like projects I would do where it would be like, I talk to my peers and, and realize, oh yeah, my way of thinking about this was not like, it doesn't make sense. And, and they would kind of point out the differences and how to approach issues. So really, it was that very first class, um, and just getting exposure to that frame of mind and thinking that way just unlocked a totally like new perspective for me. I'm, I'm curious, because you said there was a little bit of, I don't want to say family pressure, but family encouragement to go into the medical field. When you called home to say, you know, I want to switch to, um, to uh, this different track, or I want to switch to business. Or what, what major did you end up graduating with? Uh, information systems. Information systems. That's right. So when you called home to say I want to switch to information systems, was there any pushback? Or was that all at all a tough conversation? My parents, thankfully, were like always super supportive. I I think they're the t- type of parents who, and I, I think a lot of parents are like this. They'll they'll nudge you in certain directions, and you know, give their encouragement or whatever you want to call it, and and their kind of advice. But at the end of the day, they were thankfully like super supportive about kind of like understanding that concept of like, okay, 
if you fake, so to speak, like interest in, in something where it's not truly where your heart is, it's just not a recipe for success. And I, I think like, uh, you know, one of the things I, I feel really fortunate about with my relationship with my parents is just like being able to have those honest conversations where it's like, I think previously, maybe I would like beat around the bush a little and say, yeah, like I could see myself doing medicine or like it's, it's, it's somewhat interesting to me, or I like it, you know, out of like, just kind of like, maybe being polite, or like not wanting to just like open, you know, be be as like transparent as as possible. Um, but then as soon as I kind of was like, yeah, guys, like I, I just I'm not feeling this nearly as much as you know, the tech route, they were they were like super understanding. And I think the biggest advice I would give in, in any of those conversations is is just like trying to be as transparent as possible. And I think if you can like clearly articulate a plan, like I, I think I, I kind of came to them with like, like, this is why I want to do it. But in addition to this being why I want to do it, I have a plan of like, this is the degree I'm going to get. These are like, these are kind of the steps I'll have to take in terms of like networking and growing my career. This is what it might look like. Like they clearly saw that I, I had put in some effort into kind of like planning that out. No, that's great. I think, you know, obviously you put a lot of thought into it prior to going to them. It wasn't on a whim. You had this great experience with the programming, with the classes and, and the projects you were starting to get in. Uh, so I think I'm sure, you know, that, that probably helped a lot when you're having that conversation. But then kind of once you started on that track and you were full steam ahead, you ended up getting some pretty great internships as well as a, as a college student. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how that got started and, and what that experience was like as well. My, my first internship was through Ohio State. Uh, I, I interned at the Ohio State Office of the CIO is, is what we called it. And it, it's basically Ohio State's like technology division. And I really can't stress enough, like in terms of just like how valuable that was uh, for just getting work experience. I think in multiple ways, like it was helpful. I think for building up my resume and like kind of like progressing, like finding more opportunities after that, it was like such a great like stepping stone. But I also think like getting that early on exposure of like, okay, yeah, on on paper, like this type of work seems interesting to me, but in, in practice, like, do I really like it? And I was really able to validate that I, I did enjoy that type of work. And so I found the Ohio State opportunity uh, actually by joining a student org at Ohio State. Uh, it was called Buckeye Tech Forum, where you got to meet with like leaders at the university who are implementing like new tech projects. And some of them were pretty cool. Like, again, kind of that passion for like building products that everyone's utilizing, like um, some of the leaders like spoke about like our mobile app that students use and like how they're trying to improve that and give students a better experience for like, you know, what, whatever they needed to do, pay tuition, schedule classes, stuff like that. Through that student org, I like talked to some of the leaders there, told them I was looking for like some work experience and then got connected there. After some time with that, I got an internship at Tesla in 2017. So I was in the Bay Area again for a summer. And that was really, really cool because that was the summer that they launched Model 3, which like now we, we see on the road everywhere. And it's, it's like, it was just really exciting to be there uh, at, at that time of launch. That again was kind of through networking and, and kind of like reaching out to 
alumni uh, of Ohio State and, and other folk and and kind of just like learning about their career path, uh, reached out to some folks at, at Tesla and tried to like learn as much as I could. And then having the Ohio State experience kind of like helped me plan that role. I, I, I also want to kind of like say like one thing behind the scenes of like, oh, yeah, it was cool. I got to intern at Tesla. And now like I feel, you know, lucky that I'm getting to work like it, at meta and whatever there's a huge list of rejection 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 like behind the scenes that i i think i like feel even even at facebook actually i i didn't make it my first time in when they interviewed me um the first round i was super close didn't get in they they called me back up they were like hey six months later they're like you want to interview again random tangent there but just to say like that perseverance to like find an opportunity is so so important because i think especially when whether you're in high school or you're an undergrad it's like really easy to kind of lose that motivation early on because you're like oh i'm putting in so much effort i'm doing all the things people said like i'm talking i'm networking i have a bunch of mentors nothing's lined up but ultimately you really just have to keep going and once you get that first opportunity it opens up so many more so I love hearing about just the experiences you've had and how they've ultimately landed you where you are today. And, and that's been a reoccurring theme on this, right? It's just that the importance of those experiences. And, and I love that you bring up the patience it takes sometimes to get the ones that you're really excited about. You have to find some that will just give you that chance first, build on it, and then prove yourself, right? And then all of a sudden you develop skills, you develop more connections, more resources, and it becomes much easier to land those harder to get internships in the future. Something we really like to do when we have these interviews is to make sure we kind of sprinkle in some of the programming that we have at the high school level right now that students can be involved in. So, you know, I'm going to go all the way back to, you know, your intro to computer programming. Was that an OSU course that you took? I did. Um, yeah, it was at Ohio State, but I also took one um, at Kaufman with um, Mr. Collins. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, so we have that, that, you know, I would say that's a great one to take really early in high school. And then if you like it, take some of the AP or IB computer science courses. And then we've got an IT academy. We've got, you know, if you're interested in programming, we have cybersecurity now. We have an intro to cybersecurity course that students can take and then an actual academy that they can get into at our Emerald Campus building. And, uh, you know, as I'm kind of talking about that, I know that was very much a part of your first job right out of college, right? With Huntington, you did some cybersecurity work. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So before I was at Facebook, my first full-time job was local here in, in Columbus, and it was with Huntington, and I was part of their like uh, cybersecurity org. And so that was also like really great experience. It's so different, like kind of having your first full-time job versus internship just because like now you know some a lot of times with the internships you have a lot still a lot of like support and uh you're not fully thrown you know in into things it's it's you have that kind of support like i mentioned so i think i learned a lot about like you know have a lot of like personal accountability to make sure you're getting things done and and kind of like make sure I think in your adult life like there's various points where you like are reminded once again that like now my path is like ultimately under my control. And what I mean by that is like, you no longer have like teachers or counselors or, or other folks that are going to like try and do, you know, their best to ensure your success. It's kind of like in my first full-time job, I, I was kind of like, okay, I'm here now. 
I either like perform well and make the most of this opportunity, move up in, in the company as much as I can, build my resume, or just kind of stay stagnant and, you know, don't really like put everything into this. And so Huntington, I look back at it as uh, kind of like some of the, the main takeaways from that role where like I had great mentors who really like helped me in my first job. And I built a lot of those skills, like I said, personal accountability for how you want to show up every day and, and kind of like try your best to, to, you know, make meaningful impact for the work you're doing. Um, and cybersecurity, uh, uh, kind of speaking to that on the technical side was like also super interesting. I think it was again, having different experiences gave me like diversity of perspectives. And I think like learning about that cybersecurity stuff has been beneficial even now at, at a company like uh, Meta or other like any like company I go to really where those laws are now so relevant across the industry because like data protection is so, so important. And so you don't realize like, oh, the things, even if I don't, you know, stay in a certain path forever, like I'm no longer doing cybersecurity work, those skills are still so relevant to a lot of the things I do today. And so I think making the most of like each experience and trying to like hold on to the the main benefits you can from each is like super important um, and not like neglecting anything just because you think, oh, I, I don't know if I'll like use this forever or things like that. I think that's a great point and kind of how to tie together all of your, all of your classroom experience, all the, all that you're learning on the job. But in education, we usually um, think about when we're preparing students that oftentimes we're preparing students for jobs that don't yet exist. And I think that's very true for you. I mean, at, at the time when when you were in high school, doing this virtual reality thing was not at all probably on anyone's mind or didn't really know that this is what we were going to be doing. So besides these, some of these technical classes, what other classes in high school do you think really gave you a strong foundation that prepared you really for any any career or any class that you, or any um, career opportunity you might have? I think a lot of the sociology and, and like I, I took sociology and psychology and high school at Kaufman. And those were so those classes were so interesting, just because we really opened up the like classroom to debate at times. And like, you know, the, they're the type of topics where like, everyone can have like different perspectives on certain issues. So I think kind of just learning like, how to have disagreements or like healthy conversations with others with differing like viewpoints on on like issues. I, I think that happened in like, English classes as well, um, where we would um, have like debates and stuff like that. Those skills are so important because I, I think regardless of any job you, you get or any career you go into, like communication skills and negotiation or conflict resolution, whatever you want to call it, being open minded to like other people's thoughts and perspectives and being open to like challenging the status quo of how you think of things. I think I gained a lot of that in, in some of the English classes and the psych and, and social classes. And I think, you know, there were like a lot of teachers too that uh, just like kind of had lasting impacts, I guess, in the way they carry themselves. I know like Mr. Snyder, I really liked like his passion for like, I had him for AP Chem and just kind of like seeing, like, I don't use chemistry very much anymore, but I think about some of the ways he like taught things so clearly and the way he like structured his notes and like learning materials, like for the students. I think that honestly is like something I can look back to and think like, okay, maybe in that moment, I, I didn't think so much about like, I was thinking more about the chemistry specifically. But what I'm getting at is like, even the presentation, the way you teach, because like, 
in your career, right? Like you may not be a teacher, but you're like having to explain your proposal on things to stakeholders and you're trying to like convince them and make them understand. And so I think, yeah, as a high school student, like you're probably too in the weeds to really think about that type of stuff, but it is interesting. Like if there's certain learning styles or like teachers you really resonate with, kind of keeping that in the back of your mind to think like, oh yeah, maybe down the road, like, or like, I just really like the way they like communicated this or like explain this concept. And those are things you might actually find like beneficial down the road as well. And I think a, a class like AP chemistry, to your point, you're not using a lot of chemistry concepts necessarily, but just that scientific method to solving problems and, you know, having a hypothesis and then testing it and testing it and doing all the iterations involved, you know, that's something that is, I would imagine, heavily involved in, in what you're doing today. No, that's a great point. I mean, we we run like experiments all the time. That's that's what, you know, we call them to, you know, to understand like, okay, is doing a feature this way more effective? Like, are users enjoying it more? So like A-B tests, for example, like, you know, is it is it better for a user to hit a button that's front and center? Or is it more convenient if that isn't obstructing their view and is in like the top left? So that right there is like an experiment, like you said. And I think that's super fascinating, actually, that point you just brought up is like, yeah, it is very scientific. And, you know, without realizing it, there's like a lot of like transferable skills, even in subjects that on paper don't seem like they have a lot of overlap. And one of the people you mentioned on this list, Mr. Burkhoff, we had um, professional development a couple of weeks ago and I was in a group with him and he made a point that really stuck with me. And I've been thinking a lot about since he said it, that in our jobs in education for at least for me and Kevin, that our jobs is really to prepare students to learn when the real learning starts. And he said he was about to start his master's program and, and was talking about the things he was doing and what he was excited about. And I don't know if it was a parent or an uncle or someone said to him, you know, Simon, it really sounds like you're about to start learning. And he said how this really hit him that this was, you know, he had been you know, 16 years in of education and that, that now he really felt like he was able to really start learning. So that's something that I think um, has really stuck with me in that all of these classes, all of these experiences are going to prepare us for, for later learning or when other thinking has to happen. We have to really synthesize all this information and try to figure out how we utilize it in our careers. That makes total sense. And that, yeah, that is super interesting. I mean, like kind of always having that openness to learning. Like I, I think the world we live in is like, you know, things change so quickly and it's like a, a cool time where like, I, I guess it's always been this way, but I, I feel like I notice it more now where like, you know, we're always making more advances in terms of like research and things like that. And there's always more to learn. So kind of having that like growth mindset is something that's so important. Having that desire to kind of like, improve what you know, I think is like so important so that you don't get complacent and in, in, in kind of like where you're at currently. Absolutely. And I think one of the things you, you listed out that I really liked was just how much time these kids have ahead of them. And sometimes they, they don't, they can't see that yet, right? Because they've only been on this planet for 16, 17, 18 years, and that's all they know. But there's so many decades ahead of them and, and it's so important to establish good habits and values and goals like that, that you've mentioned. And, and I'm curious, when did you become really consciously aware of that? Was it in high school or did it start to hit you later that, that there are things that I really want to make sure are I'm, I'm centering my life around? I think that probably came after high school. I, I think in college, like in college, you're, you're really kind of forced to, to think about 
and and this actually could happen sooner like i i guess like it happened for me in college but depending on like what path you take after high school it, it kind of really just depends after college i realized okay i no longer have like a structured path after this right like it goes back again to that whole concept of like personal accountability I think certain career paths also, it's interesting, right? Because like, if you did go into the medical field, for example, you kind of know, okay, high school, undergrad, med school, residency, fellowship, like it's, it's kind of like carved out for you um, to a, to a degree, which is, which is really cool. But I think in other areas, you, you, before you get to that point where you're like, oh, now I'm kind of at a point where it's like, no one's, there's not like a exact path. I could work for like countless number of companies. I could start countless businesses if that's what I want to do. You're kind of forced to be a little bit more structured with your goals so that you're not just aimlessly like moving through life, so to speak, with without kind of having a North Star of what you're trying to get to. So I think for me, those goals and things like that really started midway through college because I'm like, okay, once I graduate, I kind of need a plan here. But I think like you said, I, I think it's also easy to like get stressed about that too and realize like kind of convince yourself of like, oh, by this age, I need to accomplish this or by, you know, this milestone, I have to have this accomplished. And I think for high schoolers in particular, like, like we touched on, they, I mean, you have so much time ahead of you. So being paid, like setting goals, but being patient about those and and flexible in some ways too, to realize like, you don't have to be super rigid because things are going to change and it's better to be uh, adaptable um, as much as you can and, and having that balance between structure and adaptability for what you want to achieve. Yeah. I love that advice. I think we try to give that often as well. I think there's, there's one thing that I often share with my students and I say, you know, if you took a piece of yarn and you me- you know measured it long enough so that each inch was a year of your life, and you stretch it out across the room, and then all of a sudden you pull up the section of it that is high school, it's minuscule, right? It's it's such a small part. So I think some people are lucky and high school is a great experience and they they love it and it's all the things they were hoping it would be, but but some people really struggle in high school and some people are still trying to find who they are and you know what they want their values to be. It's such a small part. And I think you, you just have to get through those challenges sometimes and then go on, whether it's to college or to a job or to the military or to something else that's just you pursuing something you're interested in. That's the goal, right? You always have to be curious and looking for things that that might stick for you. But it's just easy to get caught up in, in how horrible things can be in a, in a tiny moment of time. And I think it's great that you share that perspective of there's so much ahead of you. There's so much time. There's there's so much opportunity to just do little things right now, even if you haven't been yet, right? Just start today. Do one thing today that you haven't been doing. And, and ultimately, over time, that compounds into incredible things. So I, I think that's that's a great message. You know, um, and it goes back to that saying of like, tomorrow's the first day of the rest of your life. Again, I think having some semblance of structure is, is always nice, but keeping in mind you have that flexibility to try new things and, and see see what, what works out for the best. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, you know, as we're getting kind of towards the end of our, our interview here, you know, I think you've made so many great points already. I think there's so many great ideas and tips and suggestions that you've shared. Is there any 
final message you'd like to leave? Any, um, you know, something that you wish you would have known in high school or something you think would be very helpful that you haven't talked about yet, or even a resource that you think would be really good to leave, leave these people with? I think there's been so much good advice, like on, on these episodes. Like, I, I think it's it, it, this alone, like not to be like cliche, but it's like, it is like a really, you know, interesting and, and cool resource that I, I, I know I didn't have. Um, and, and I think having those like different perspectives, getting to hear different people's stories and talk to as many people as you can, don't be shy about it. I, I think in high school and I, maybe just in life in general, I, I've kind of realized like there's a lot of like, like people more than you might be willing to, to realize are like excited to help, excited to kind of give their life perspectives on things. And I think the more people you can talk to, they're, they're excited to share their experiences and that can benefit you and open up so many doors for you as well. But that would be the big thing. I, I think like learning from others is a really like valuable way to build your skill sets outside of like the structured school setting. Well, I love that. I think it's a great note to end on. I can't tell you how thankful we are for your time today. And uh, I know we, it took us a little while to find a, a time to meet and we're so glad that we finally landed on it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just super impressed with what you're doing with your life out there and appreciate the time that you've shared with us today. I know you've got some plans to come back in town here for the holidays this week. So I'm sure your family's super excited to see you, but um you know, this has been great, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you both uh, so much uh, for having me on and for, you know, just like I said, I, I, I think it's not only been beneficial for like the high schoolers, but I think I've had so much fun hearing from uh, folks I graduated with and things like that. And just having this platform for people to kind of, I think a lot of people have really interesting experiences to share. So it's been fun uh, listening and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next round of interviews and the future seasons and things like that. That's so great to hear. Here, thank you so much, Muzz, and thanks for your time. And looking forward to seeing what's what's next for you as you continue your journey as well. Appreciate it, guys. Awesome, man. Well, we'll take care, and thanks again. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for helping us wrap up season two. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for listening. Our theme song, Dawn a New Day, was written and performed by the amazing band and good friends Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. If you like what you heard, be sure to check out more of their tunes wherever you get your music. We also want to give a shout out to the talented artist. Holly Blazing, who created our killer logo. Our goal is to keep getting better, so please feel free to share your ideas and feedback. Send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter at HSTMPod, or send us an email at HSTMPod at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to follow us on social media.